Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. I've been reluctant to, and I think it's fair to say you got to wait and see, but it is a long, drawn-out process to decide whether you regret trading for up to draft Bryce Young, right? Because, you know, for every time you criticize Bryce Young, you're going to hear a whole bunch of Trevor Lawrence wasn't very good his, his rookie year, almost said his freshman year, his rookie year, and look at him now, right? Don't. I get it. Patience is key, and I'm fine with it. It is a long, drawn-out process of at least 18, 20 starts before you can start considering whether you regret trading for Bryce Young with any hard and fast decision-making. You can start leaning in a direction or the other, but but to make a cold, like 100% decision, you got to wait. It is a very quick decision-making process to say you regret including DJ Moore in the deal. That, I think, you would admit right now. DJ Moore is on the other sideline tomorrow when the Panthers play the Bears. You're going to see him up close and personal, and guess what? He's going to likely be playing with a rookie quarterback because Justin Fields is doubtful still with that that thumb injury, which means Tyson Bajan, undrafted out of Shepard, Shepard University. Shout-outs to the Rams. Shout-outs to the Rams. My sister went there. I feel like it's one of those places, every, like – I don't think I've I've uh, I, I when you bring him up, it's never like oh I went there, but everybody knows someone that went there. So My I, brother-in-law also went there. Yeah, for see, a bit. there you go. It's like uh, like uh, not a guy I know well, but a guy in one of my fantasy leagues went there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's always a degree of separation. Um, DJ Moore is going to be making Tyson Bajan's life easier rather than Bryce Young's life easier. That's fascinating to me. How different would this season be for the Panthers if they included Derek Brown in the trade rather than DJ Moore? I don't even know if you you win a bunch more games. I'm not saying I'm not saying DJ Moore is going to show up and oh look at that you're in the playoff race. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Bryce Young would have a few more touchdown passes. I'm pretty sure Bryce Young would have maybe a 300-yard passing game. I'm pretty sure Bryce Young would complete a few more uh, percentage points up on his completion percentage. And that right there alone would change the whole vibe of your season. Because you'd be saying, all right, the team's not good, but at least Bryce Young's looking good. All right, the team's not good. They got to fix some things. But hey, Bryce and DJ Moore are looking like a pair for the next however many years. Mm-hmm. Tonight, or actually tomorrow night, the Thursday night game, will show you how the Panthers began botching the post-highly drafting a quarterback process before they even traded up to draft that quarterback. What's best for the quarterback is different than what do you think is best for the team. But when you highly draft a quarterback, they're the exact same. Right, If you have a veteran quarterback and, and you're picking between, all right, they want us to trade one of these three players. You have a veteran quarterback? You just say, all right, which of those three is the worst? Send them on their way. Mm-hmm. Which of the three has the worst contract? Send them on their way. 
When you have a young quarterback, it's completely different. It's they want one of these three players. All right, which of these helps our quarterback the least? That's how you have to think. It's not which one's the worst player. It's not which one has the worst contract. It's which one helps our quarterback the least because young quarterbacks need all hands on deck to look good. The Bears, the reports were when the trade was made, the Bears looked at the Panthers and said, all right, the picks we agree on, we want one of these three players, Derek Brown, Brian Burns, DJ Moore. I agree in a vacuum. I think DJ Moore is probably the, the, the bottom of the three. In a vacuum. In a vacuum, yeah. Especially when you consider he had already signed a bigger contract and the other two guys were still on rookie deals for at least another year. So it's like with with cost and everything, fine. I agree. DJ Moore would have been the one to sell. But I know you hadn't drafted your quarterback yet, but you had to know when you were trading up to number one, you were going to take one. DJ Moore mattered more to your eventual quarterback, and that's why he shouldn't have been in the, in the trade. Is Bryce Young better with DJ Moore? Yes. That should have been everything you needed. And I don't care if you, hey, we traded up and we didn't know which one we were going to take. Is CJ Stroud better on the Panthers with DJ Moore? Yes. Is Anthony Richardson better on the Panthers with DJ Moore? Yes. Will Levis, I could go on and on. I'm not just going to list all the rookie quarterbacks. And the funny part is the Bears learned the lesson. Right, The Bears have a young quarterback in Justin Fields. Early in his career, he did not have an adequate number one wide receiver. He was trying to make do with Darnell Mooney. No disrespect to Darnell Mooney. He's a very good wide receiver. He's not a number one. So the Bears were aware and went and got him a number one. The Panthers should have been looking at this going, why do you want DJ Moore? If you want him because you have a young quarterback that needs support, that needs a number one, maybe since we know we're trading up to go get a number one quarterback, maybe we should consider keeping DJ Moore. Well, this is where the evaluation process, the Panthers got it wrong because David Tepper even said, well, we got a quarterback. We don't need to have those high-level players because we got a quarterback that can elevate whatever wide receivers that we have. You you overestimated what a rookie can do. Do do you know what he missed? He missed one word. What? Eventually. Eventually, yes. That's all he Eventually, Eventually, Bryce Young's not going to need a superstar number one. Eventually, he's going to be able to get it done spreading it out if you develop him properly. Eventually. Right now, no. And by the way, if you go look at C.J. Stroud, and I'm unbelievably impressed with C.J. Stroud, this past week was nuts. Right, he had uh, Tank Dell going crazy, Nico Collins going crazy, Noah Brown going crazy. He he, uh, Dalton Schultz going crazy. When you throw 470 yards, there's plenty of yards to go around. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Occasionally, he just looks to Nico Collins and says, "Make a play." Now, I didn't think Nico Collins was a number one wide receiver, but he's made enough plays that C.J. Stroud trusts him like a number one wide receiver. And and you see Bryce Young trying to do that with Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen has mostly lived up to it. The problem is he lives up to it with a 12-yard catch, not a 30-yard catch. Or he lives up to it with a 30-yard catch, not a 60-yard catch. And that's where D.J. Moore would have come in. Just go watch the Thursday night game against Washington. D.J. Moore was taking hitches and saying this is a 70-yard touchdown. Should have had four of them. For some reason, they said he stepped out of bounds. 
this is, I would say, a stone-cold regret that the Panthers would have in the Bryce Young trade. I'm not ready to say the entire trade is something they regret. And you can lean in different directions. I don't think that's 100% yet. I think it is a 100% regret that they, if they could go back, they would not include DJ Moore in that trade. They would send, I would say, Derek Brown. Probably. And it, by the way, if, if they can't figure out a way to extend Brian Burns long term, then maybe include Brian Burns and try to get less pick. Yeah, it was, give up less picks. Yeah, yeah. give up. Yeah. We want those number twos back. Yeah. I want my picks back. <laughs> well, yeah, because I can see definitely not parting from Burns because he plays a premium position and he's such a young player. And if we're just being like if, if we operate with a young quarterback the way I believe you should operate with a young quarterback and every question you have, you're answering with a question of your own, which is what's best for the young quarterback. I believe Brian Burns, as a guy who can uh, get to the quarterback more often, more sacks, more drive killers, mm-hmm. more strip sacks, more turnovers led to, more rushed quarterbacks, that's better for a rookie to keep getting them opportunities with the ball. Derek Brown, while playing a premier position, interior defensive line, that's more of a like uh, body blow, right? It's less of the the knockout haymakers. It's more of like I'm going to stop all your running backs for two yard gains. It's like, I don't know how much that helps my quarterback as much. I want the Brian Burns more than I want Derek Brown. I mean, I it, it sounds over the top. It sounds hyperbolic when I or exaggerating when I say every decision should just be what's best for Bryce. But I'm I'm literal with it. Every decision should be what's best for Bryce as long as you are committed to him being your quarterback. And then once you jump off that train, if you jump off that train, both feet off, don't look back. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. The Panthers, all the way up until the trade deadline, were still actively mishandling the Brian Burns situation. Right? There's nothing worse than, like, you made a mistake years ago. And now it's like, ah, there's nothing I can do. I, I made a mistake, right? It's still coming back to bite me, right? You, you, I don't know. You didn't work hard enough in school, and then a couple years later you're trying to get a job. They ask for your GPA, and you're like, man, this, what is going on here? Uh, which, by the way, doesn't happen often, uh, at least not in my industry. Um, the Brian Burns situation is not that, right? It's not like, oh, we made a mistake two years ago and now we we are stuck with it. It's like, no, you've made the mistake like seven, eight times. You keep making the mistake, right? You keep re-entering into Mistakeville. The Bears and Niners, according to ESPN, both expressed interest in trading for Brian Burns this year. The Jags, the Falcons, the Ravens also reached out to the Panthers about Burns, according to ESPN sources. That's five teams that they know about. Jags, Falcons, Ravens, Bears, Niners. ESPN knows about it. Now imagine all of the the covert calls that were made, right? Hey, we're calling about Dante Jackson, but uh, what about Brian Burns? 
We weren't calling about Brian Burns, but is anyone with the initials BB available in trade? Like, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. Let's speak in code, all right? We're interested in Brian Burns. Instead of looking at five interested parties and saying, we've got a bidding war on our hand for a guy who we can't agree on a long-term contract with, Instead of saying, we have a bidding war, we can play the Ravens against the Niners, we can play the Bears against the Falcons, we can get them all into a frenzy. They said, uh, I'd like to thank you all for coming to this, this bidding war. We have nothing to sell. We have nothing that we're looking to move. They turned them all down. And now you have no leverage in the negotiations with Brian Burns, and you've already not been able to come up with a a long-term deal. They turned down multiple first-round picks plus from the Rams last year. That's what the reports were. Two firsts and a third, I believe. Call it two firsts plus. Now they've they've negated or, or didn't find a common ground with at least five interested teams at the deadline. That puts you between a rock and a hard place. Why? Because if you don't sign him to a long-term deal, you wasted all of that, right? Oh, we'll we'll sign him to a, a, a tag. We'll tag him, franchise tag him, and then trade him. You're not getting as much for a player on a franchise tag as you would for somebody when you traded him, if you traded him last offseason, meaning two first plus from the Rams. Now, also, if you don't sign him to a long-term deal, you've wasted all of that. But also, his agents know that. His agents are going, do you know how much they value this guy? Mm -hmm. They value him so much. They value him more than two first-round picks plus. They value him more than anything those five teams were willing to offer him. They value him more than future assets for their team. Why would we settle for anything close to market value let's get way over market value right because chances are one of those five one of those five teams was willing to pay fair market value right they weren't they couldn't all just be low balling the heck out of you if you turn down fair market value you value him more they're going to be asking for the moon and the stars and carolina has no choice no choice but to live with it because if they don't make it happen, it is a massive misappropriation of funds. You've backed yourself so far into a corner that now you are going to have to overpay Brian Burns. And I understand the name of the game when it comes to roster management in any sport with a cap is never overpay. And you've given yourself no option but to overpay or walk away. The other option is you walk away from Brian Burns, right? You trade him for less. You let him walk for free. And then then you just walk away with a big old dunce cap on your head, mm-hmm. right? Then you're just, you're, you just get laughed at at the next owner's meeting. You have to sit and eat lunch by yourself like Steven Glansberg in Superbad. Very specific reference there. I hope some of you got it. Five teams were – at least willing to to those five teams gave you a shot at a get out of jail free card you would have had to play it right right you would have had to be a wheeler and a dealer you would have had to play them against each other you would have had to uh very very carefully 
reveal certain points of information to each of them. You would have had to do the whole, you know, get them on the phone, hang up with them, get them on the phone, talk to them, hang up with them. Can I get so-and-so? You would have had to do the draft day thing, the money ball thing, whatever your movie of choice is to get the most out of it, but you had the get-out-of-jail-free card and you botched it. So let's look at all the different ways they've messed this up. Brian Burns, after his third year in the league, you should have given him a long-term extension. That would have been before he ever had double-digit sacks in the NFL. That would have been before uh, the market for for edge rushers has shot through the roof yeah. based on the Bosa contract and this contract and the Sweat contract that just happened and the Rashawn Gary contract that just happened. Would have been before all of that. Would have been before uh, Brian Burns knew what the value was. But you didn't do it then. Fine. You move on. You get uh, trade contract or trade offers, right? He plays again. He plays better. Now he has double-digit sacks. Now you get a trade offer. You turn it down. Now you get a trade offer. You turn it down. Now you go into the an offseason where, of course, you have to, to sign him to a long-term extension. You can't. He doesn't even properly hold out. He doesn't even properly hold in. He does like the I have too much respect for this franchise thing, and he just kind of quietly makes a stink while practicing for the most part, which is just going to endear him to fans even more. So now you're losing the PR battle with your own fans. So you go into the season without a long-term deal. By the way, along the, the way, while all that was happening, you gave up this year's first-round pick so you don't have one despite the fact that you need one, and Brian Burns could be the get-out-of-jail-free card to get you a first-round pick back. Question for you on this, though. Can I just say the last thing Go they messed it. up on? Yep. Then you get to the trade deadline and five teams call with a life raft mm-hmm. and say, we're interested in Brian Burns, and you turn them all down. Okay, go ahead. Okay, this franchise, its top three players over the last three seasons have been DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and Brian Burns. Yes. You say you're going to trade all three of those guys away. What do you get out of it? Because you already trade two of your top offensive players away. You're going to trade another superstar who plays a premium position? Okay, this is where it becomes a mistake, what I was describing earlier. You already made the mistake. Yeah. The the way to keep him is to sign him to a long-term extension two years ago. Yeah. Now you didn't make that mistake, so your options are overpay and keep him or trade him. Those are your only two options. It's very obvious he's not taking a hometown discount. For sure. So so your only two options are overpay for him or trade him. If there was a third option of keep him on a market value contract, that's the one I'm choosing every single time. Yeah. I think you know how how high like I think he's a very, very good edge rusher. Absolutely. I don't think he's top four or five in the league. No. But he's in that whatever that next tier is, however many ten, fifteen is in that next tier. I don't like overpaying players. I just I, I refuse to believe you, you you win by doing that unless it's a generational quarterback. And I don't even believe you can overpay for those guys because they're generational quarterbacks. So so the situation you're in, the best thing you could do is get back a ton of value for him. And you had multiple opportunities to do that and you didn't. And that is the the neglect. That is the mishandling of the situation because i mean look at what you have now this offseason you're gonna have to franchise tag him yeah if you don't get a deal done exactly 
and even you can get the, the franchise, you put the tag on, then you have until whatever, July 7th or whatever Something the number like is to, to negotiate. You can still get it done after that. But players don't like being franchise tagged. No. So you're going to have to like actively do something he doesn't like, then ask him to sign a deal that's team-friendly after for two and a half years you've told everyone in the league how much you value this guy. It's just a terrible place to negotiate from. It's walking into a house, right, and and talking to a realtor, and and you're walking around going, "This is my dream kitchen. Oh, this is my dream backyard. Oh my gosh, do you see how big the balcony is? This, oh my goodness, the his and hers sinks, and oh, I love this place so much. I would like to make a uh, a low ball offer. The realtor's gonna look at you like, are you crazy? You just told me all the ways this house is perfect. We're not coming a dime off of asking price." Mm-hmm. And if you don't make an offer right now, tomorrow the price will go up because you just gave away all your leverage. The Panthers said, we value him more than two first-round picks. We value him more than anything those five teams have to offer. We traded away two of our three best players. He's the one we decided to keep. By the way, we would love it if you would sign a market value deal. And he's going to go, what are you talking about? The market just went up. <laughs> you better sign me to a huge market value or uh, over market value deal now. And if you wait till tomorrow, it'll be even more. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, we'll franchise tag you. We're not going to let you leave. Exactly. You love me too much to let me leave. Another $2 million a year just, just went up. It's just negotiating from a place of weakness. And, and the only reason you're in a p- place of weakness is because you used to be in a position of strength and you didn't use it. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash sps. Your journey begins here.